What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, make sure to check the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio, because that's where all the magic happens. We are, of course, the three times a week pop culture sports show that hangs out and does exactly what we want when we want. Um, with me, as usual, during this quarantine outbreak via Anchor, little brother Nico. Hello, hello. And I, of course, it's am Corey DLG, and we are doing the Nerd Thug thing. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing all right. I'm doing this episode without my glasses on. Not that anyone can see, but no glasses. Wow, amazing. How how will you ever be able to speak? You know, I actually am a man who can do many things at once. Wow, including not wear glasses. At the same time, check it out. Oh no, wait, I can't do that. (laughs) You wish, bro, bro. If that was even possible, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. You would never hear from me again, plus we would record every day. Because <laughs> you can master the whole thing. <laughs> so we'll be like, Corey, how's Nico? i like, I don't know, I haven't talked to him in months. And they're like, Corey, you recorded four shows in the last four days. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Am I doing any good? <laughs> Is it all right? It's just incoherent rambling. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I have to point this out because it was hilarious to me. Um... And we won't go into the all the politics of it. But last week, two weeks ago, Donald Trump gave a speech at West Point. And uh-huh. he did this thing where like he couldn't drink a glass of water. Did you see this? Oh, yeah. And he had to like push it up with his left hand. And then he had trouble walking down the ramp. Okay, now as a person who's had injuries and goes through physical therapy and like I had I have weak knees, I kind of suspect that he's dealing with some sort of injury or a fall injury of some kind. And that was why he looked awkward walking down the stairs. Anyway, flash forward to the rally in Tulsa, um, where he showed off that he can drink water from a cup, and the entire crowd started cheering. Did you see this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he took two two sips from it, and they're going crazy, and then he throws the cup, and they're like, they just go insane. He's He's an entertainer at heart. But this is how low the bar is for president. Like, we were cheering because the president can drink water. I mean, good for him. (laughs) I was watching it, and I was like, that's called managing expectations. Yeah. (laughs) If I did a 40-second segment of me just sipping water and then throwing the cup, I don't think anyone would click like. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would if you told me to. Like, that's yeah. about as far as it goes. Yeah, and Nico, you gotta click like. My video's getting killed out there. 17 views. No one shared it. You're like, oh, I got you, buddy. <laughs> but, like, there was, like, okay, so the stadium held 18,000. It was mostly half empty, so 9,000, 10,000 people there. And they're just going mad dog crazy because he successfully sips water twice. Like, holy smokes. <laughs> and he knows his base. What can I say? <laughs> I just liked that somehow he got the bar so low. He was like, if I go and sip water on stage, they're going to go crazy. They're going to go absolutely insane. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, in the pop culture relevancy scheme of things, it was hilarious because of how dumbly absurd the entire moment was. Right? Like, 
first of all, it's really dumb that at a rally, a presidential candidate, nominee, president, whatever, however you want to, any, any of those categories, is drinking water on stage to cheers and applause. Like, <laughs> like the idea that someone is celebrating the drinking of water at all is, is absurd. And then, like, to put it in the context that he's, like, he's owning the liberal media by drinking this water. Like, it was just... <laughs> I just think it's funny how everyone just drums up something so serious about drinking water in the first place. Well, it's not a good look when he couldn't bring it all... Like, he, it looked odd that he couldn't bring it all the way up. There was something clearly, like, like his shoulder hitched or something. I don't know what it is. It could have even well, been I mean, something Well, I mean, you guys simple... also have to realize... He's a he's a he's a freaking overweight like seventy two year old man. Yeah, he's old. But just say that, right? But he can't say that because he's he's nurtured the image that he's nurtured, right? So he's stuck. So he has to be combative about it instead of just ignoring it. He had to be combative about it, and, but and you knew the media was going to say something because he always pokes the media, so they weren't going to just not like that's a softball for them. They're going for it. Yeah, but is it a softball if he immediately then just drinks waters to cheers and applause because people are upset? Like, like they set themselves up for that one. It certainly is is like I like I said, like it's the it's it's execution and management of expectations for sure. Now, had he failed to drink the water, Oh, it would have completely destroyed him, but he didn't. That was the point. That's that's the sort of high-stakes poker Donald Trump is now playing. Can I get this cup of water to my mouth? Will this ruin my presidency? <laughs> and who knows what it was. Maybe it was his shoulder. Maybe it was a... Uh... You know, maybe his. I think he. I think he. I think he talked about it in it. I think he said because he saluted all the recruits, his arm was just tired from saluting. His arm was tired. Well, you have to do it like for every person. Well, first of all, the commander chief doesn't have to salute anybody. Yeah, but he wanted to. And he wanted to. Be he want, he likes the press. Let's be very, very, right. very, very clear. He likes the press. He likes the look. Uh, saluting actually comes from Ronald Reagan. Before him, most presidents had previously served. And higher-ranking officers don't have to salute down. And the president is obviously the highest-ranking officer in the military. So most presidents had served, and therefore they didn't salute because they they were used to they, not saluting. Yeah, they're at the top. They don't have to. Yeah, and they and they knew that. Ronald Reagan had not served, I don't believe. And he, and he asked one of his generals, he said, I always feel a little weird not doing anything when the soldiers salute. Is it okay if I salute? And they were like, well, you're the highest-grading officer in the Army. You can do whatever you want. Um. And so he was like, well, I'm going to salute them. And they were like, whatever, sir. Again, I'm in no place to tell you otherwise. You're the boss. I literally can't do anything to stop you. <laughs> right. And so he did. And that was where it started off with President saluting. And then from there, it just became like a like a PR image type thing. Um, famously, Obama got killed for saluting while sipping on a cup of coffee. And his other hand was probably the nuclear codes. But they were like, shuffle stuff, Barack shuffle stuff um but essentially for the most part it's purely like for pr and he went to west point like he had to have known there were going to be a lot of cadets there couldn't he just done like one photo like what is this i don't know 
Also, the idea that you exhaust yourself saluting people. Meanwhile, these cadets are literally training for war. The juxtaposition of those two things. Not again, again, big fat seventy-two-year-old. Right? No, no, I'm with you. Listen, I'm with you. It's literally a juxtaposition of the two, though. Where it's like, I might send you to Syria. I'm tired from saluting. I'm gonna take a nap now. <laughs> again, big fat seventy-two-year-old. Never gonna like. <laughs> also, they say he stands weird. Have you noticed this? Have you read this anywhere? Again, big fat seventy-two-year-old. <laughs> I don't like. That'll be my answer for anything the weird that Donald Trump does. It's like, yes, because he's an overweight old man. Like, he's the oldest president we've ever had. Let's not forget. Like, you know how it's super weird that that never comes up from either side. Like, neither, neither group, neither, neither conservative, liberal, however you want to, and I hate even doing that, but n- no media group ever talks about how old he is. Yeah, super old. He is super old. Ten years or something ridiculous. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, like he's super old. Like you go back to like younger presidents, like JFK. Even Obama was pretty young. Obama was super young. Uh, late forties, I believe. Yeah, that that's that's almost. And and I, and I personally think he did a good job, so I don't I don't really, but I almost feel like that's almost too young to be a president. Well, I mean, wasn't JFK like early forties? Yeah, JFK was 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 young as well. But again, JFK. There was some... I mean, he died. So yeah, I mean, he did get killed. He got assassinated. But there was something almost very, and maybe this is the same thing that that kind of Obama got from mainstream media too. But like the media very much kid gloved, and this is a different era too. JFK was kind of beloved by the media. Yeah, they loved him. Yeah, and they called it Camelot, and he kind of could do no wrong. Um, it was just kind of a different. They had a different opinion of a president for sure. And they also treated him differently, I feel like, than probably even the people immediately after him. Although the people immediately after him did do things like escalate Vietnam and things of that nature. So, Yeah, he wasn't really uh, – the ones after him weren't really that popular. Right. And so like, he kind of sets a weird tone where he looks more popular because of what goes on around him. And I think maybe that's a little bit of why people feel like, oh, Barack Obama got a lot of breaks from the media. It was like, well, Bush was ahead of him and – Frankly, if it hadn't been for Trump, many historians probably say that Bush is like the worst president in modern times. And then now they're starting to say that about Trump as far as historians. I'm not even trying to pick on him here. Like what they actually are saying is that so far this has been a disastrous presidency. Um, You start to kind of realize like he – it was almost like a honeymoon, but it might have just been because he was so low-key, not controversial – as opposed to the people on either side of them. Right. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, like, you have to think about, like, the timeline of everything. Like, outside of the financial crash, which is at the very beginning of his, of his presidency, Barack Obama didn't really have, like, something enormous happen to, it, like, the country at the time. Right. So, like, he does, he has the economic crash, and then he turns around and he does the health care bill in that same, like, year, year and a half span where he's dealing with all that. So, he kind of gets all the, like, it, if you hate him or whatever, it doesn't get any worse than that. So, like, it's all kind of downhill from there. Right, yeah. Like, the last few years of Obama's presidency were very quiet. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it was interesting. That was an interesting point. I wonder, I wonder how much of that is literally, like, uh, were the people on either side of him really that 
awful was he like the juxtaposition of it all. I wonder how much that impacts kind of the point of view of, of all these presidencies from JFK to Lyndon B. Johnson to Bush. To I, Obama I think so. To Trump. I, I think it's a combination of the two, like things happening and like how you handle them are very obvious things. Yeah. Like no doubt. So like what? Trump has had a lot of things happen in these four years. Very mm-hmm. uh, Bush had one member of his sort of like, inner circle go to jail scooter libby who was uh i think out of dick cheney's office um but otherwise he didn't have as much but like trump has had a lot of things a lot of his people a lot of his associates a lot of campaign people a lot of policy people just different interactions with the headlines where they've they've had real controversies um Mm -hmm. and so i do think that that kind of his administration has been in the headlines a lot more than probably most administrations. Right. And I think that just comes from also where he's from, where it's, it's a more lucrative business aspect of like society that he's been a part of versus a political career. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Like, so like maybe he's more comfortable just in the headlines. He doesn't care. Well, I I think that too, but I think also just because I just think that's who he is, but I think more of like the people you deal with, are different like trump is more like shadier business people versus obama's like political uh, like acquaintances yeah there's definitely been some like some like investigative journalism shows where they like when they put up the like the the flow chart of the trump administration there's a lot of people with like charges in their background and their history and stuff that were like sort of removed from the republican party but somehow they get back in in the Trump campaign or in the Trump presidency, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point to make. I mean, there's always the, you know, a common saying, you know, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. So it's hard to say. Well, yeah. And then you also have to wonder, like, is it intentional? Like, if he's surrounding himself? Yeah, is it intentional or is he really this dumb? Like, who knows? Or does he just not, like, if it's just not relevant? Like, so there was a guy there. I watched a thing about the inauguration. And how just mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars poured into the inauguration. Like I think it was 107 million dollars were collected in donations for the inauguration parties. Um, what did people get for the access? You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of questionable things that came up during that. But then they right. talked about how one of the people who he'd been out of politics for like for 10 years because he'd been uh, convicted of fraud. He had essentially, it seems like, stolen some Republic, some RNC money in 2009. And then he winds up being the regional, uh, he oversees fundraising for an entire region of the Trump campaign. And this is the first time he's back in politics since 2009. And it's like, you almost feel like, okay, did they just put together a team of like outsiders who wanted to get back into the game? So they had to kind of pull from this group of people? Or was it more or less intentional like it was it's kind of interesting like the people that he brought on right yeah and i mean like it may also be like super specific things that they're doing too like i want this guy because he did this and it's like but what about all the other things he did? He's like, well that's not relevant to me right now right he's gonna he just specialize he just in that one thing i like yeah yeah no that is a possibility that's a good point um it's worth noting i don't remember the guy's name but it's worth noting he's already been um fired from the rnc again because he used RNC funds to pay for a mistress to get an abortion. Woo! Got so, <laughs> turns out, while well, he might if have you, a if you, skill... 
he also can't help but keep his hands in the cookie jar. Look, if it like if you get caught, it's all the better because that means I don't have to deal with you. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't have to extend my potentially like damaging relationship because you already got caught. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what? A, Look. Like I always, I always say low. this. <laughs> I always say this. Criminals are are not about being smart. It's about being bold. It's true, man. Uh, we've 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 talked crime many a time, and it is it is a boldness that that sometimes works too. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you just walk into the place. Arms swinging by your hips, you don't give a dang, and you do something and then walk out, like, nine out of ten times, no one's going to say anything. It's when you try and do it a second time is when people are like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> there's a um, there's a Brad Pitt movie, Killing Them Softly. Killing Them Softly. And in it, there's a uh, – it's, it's about the mob in New Jersey during the 2009 recession, and mm-hmm. – there's a card game that had gotten robbed once years before, and they're talking about it, and it turns out that the card game was run by the actor who's playing it is Ray Liotta. It's Ray Liotta's card game, um, and it turns out the guy who robbed it the first time was Ray Liotta. He had his guys rob it, uh, his own game, because he knew no one would suspect him. Well, he, he, <laughs> he got drunk one time like a year later and bragged about it, and everybody laughed because nobody had gotten hurt, and... Nobody cared anymore. Everybody was over it, and they all liked Ray Liotta. Well, fast forward. This this movie is about somebody else robs that card game again because they know the first person the mob's going to suspect this time is Ray Liotta. So they so these two like nobodies rob the game again, and uh, and then like Brad Pitt is brought in. He's a, he's a hitman, and he's brought in to like fix the situation. Mm-hmm. But it's the same concept. Like everyone knows, because it was robbed once by Ray Liotta, no matter what happens, Ray Liotta is part of it, right? So, like that was one of the things. Is first they beat the mob doesn't want to kill Ray Liotta because they like him, and so at first Brad Pitt just has some guys beat him up, and then later on they were like, well, obviously you have to do it because like otherwise people are gonna because they hadn't figured out who done it yet, so they're like, well, we need to respond while we're trying to figure it out, and so. <laughs> They were like, oh, but why do we even have a beat up in the first place? And Brad Pitt's like, I asked you to kill him the first time and y'all didn't want to. So. So. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's a funny movie to watch them like discuss. It's funny how they discuss solving all the problems. Because like modern day mob and all that. It's just interesting. It's a funny movie. It's probably not really a funny movie, but it's funny to hear them talk about like how they problem solve. Problem solving the mafia, circa two thousand seven. Yeah, it was a really, it was an interesting movie. Killing them softly. Um. Anyway, Sunday was Father's Day. Uh, did you do anything? Uh, yeah, just hang on at my grandparents' house and had some fajitas. That's about it. We had fajitas too over at uh the brother-in-law's and the sister's house. That was convenient for me because I was house sitting for him, so I didn't, I didn't have to move. Yeah, you were just there, and you're like, ah, everything is coming to me easy. Perfect. This works perfectly. Um, <laughs> I figure now might as well be a good time to is to uh, mention and remind everybody that uh, you were not dreaming on Friday. We did announce that we are giving away a PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo Switch winner's choice. Price capped at three hundred dollars. 
All you need to be doing is liking, sharing, subscribing the show, screenshotting those, and sending it to nerdthugradio.com. Nerdthugradio at gmail.com. So screenshot yourself liking, sharing with an encouraging message, or subscribing to the show on any social media platforms, on any podcasting platforms, on any like, on any of those things. Send us the screenshots. No limit on entries. Uh, We already got some entries coming in. Uh, We're going to start a social media campaign this week to kind of boost it. It's going to go all the way through July, and then someone is going to win a PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo Switch. Winner's choice. Yep. We'll we'll announce that on August 1st, and then uh, I think that we'll have a show also announcing it on there, too. What's that? We'll look up what day August 1st is. August 1st is uh, a Saturday. Um... But we will probably be doing a some bonus content that will load to the podcast uh, RSS feed um, because there's going to be some things going on potentially with our sponsor, The Adventure Begins, Comic Games, and more. Ooh, fancy times! Yeah, we haven't. I haven't. We're not. I'm not in detail. We're not at any yet. liberty. Yeah. Any liberty to discuss. But there's going to be keep the keep August first clean on the calendar, my boys. Um. Yeah, man. I think there's. I think there's. Um, the coronavirus has really kind of been the deciding factor for a lot of the movies, a lot of television, and a lot of like business relationships uh, right. in the entertainment industry. And I think it's kind of interesting what's going on. Um, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Uh, I don't know where you're going with it, so probably not. Okay. Uh, so, one of the movie franchises came forward and they basically said, hey, when we open, one of the uh, theater franchises came forward and said, when we open up, we will be doing masks. And AMC Studios had came forward and said, we will not be doing masks. Well, about 24 hours later, they were just devoured by the media. Like, the public response to that position was... Uh, you better be doing mass, and we ain't coming to your theater. And so they turned the around. The correct they, thing they did. They turned around and they said, okay, we're doing masks. We're doing masks. So masks will be required to go to AMC. At the same time that he released that statement, though, the CEO of AMC Studios proceeded to then say, as of right now, he doesn't have a relationship with Universal Studios. And he's not sure that Universal Studios will continue, their movies will continue to be aired in AMC when everybody reopens. Oh, that's weird. So Universal, um, during the coronavirus, they had some movies that were out that they thought were going to make a lot of money. And the coronavirus interrupted that process. So they moved a lot of them over to, um, to digital, on demand, things like that. Including... Mm-hmm doing the Trolls release strictly on demand. Right. Um, that was a whole movie where they said, we're not even going to mess with theaters, and we're not going to wait. We're going to release it directly to on demand. I mean, I don't necessarily mean on demand the brand. I don't know how it was released, but it was digitally available for at-home viewing. Yeah, well, like you could watch it through Amazon, or I think some other sources had it too. Well, the end result was um, it did very well. It did so well that Universal said, we're going to probably reevaluate how we release movies once we come out of Corona, because Trolls did great. Yeah, and the first movie didn't even do that well. Did it do better at all? I don't know any of the numbers for the Trolls stuff. I didn't look up any of that. So 
Uh, well, it, it did, like, okay, but it wasn't anything to write home about. I think it, like, barely made any money, really, because it was expensive to make. But what I know that this break one made, like... on a Trolls movie during a pandemic? No, the first one. Oh, the first one. Oh, okay. This one, like, this one blew the first one out of the water. Really? Like, yeah. Like, it, it exploded, really. So this is probably a lot of why Universal was like... That's why they're... Yeah. Is exactly why, because they're like, well, we released the first one in the theaters. This is the same franchise. You know, it was probably a little bit cheaper to make because sequels are a little bit easier to make, especially if they already have like models and engines and stuff. True, everything's already built. You already know what people look like. You're just doing the new stuff in a sequel is usually about forty percent, thirty percent. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, okay, so then that kind of explains a little bit is that the math worked out greatly in their favor for the second time around. Mm-hmm. Well, the head of the studio of the AMC Studios was like, we totally support Trolls being released, blah, blah, blah. However, when they made the statement following the Trolls' success, we have a problem with that because essentially, if they're going to change how they do business, it's going to directly affect us. Which I do understand what he's saying. However, who cares? Like, isn't it your job yeah. to popcorn, essentially? Like, isn't it? If you own a movie theater, essentially your job is concessions. Oh yeah, you the the margins on on food at at uh, at movie theaters is like probably ninety percent of your money, right? And because the tickets you're you're doing percentages and cuts seventy thirty sixty forty eighty twenty. Yeah, uh, I mean you make I, I think sales. The Disney deal was like ninety ten for the yeah, Star Wars it, movie, right? Because it was awful because everyone knew that they were, they were going to sell out and you had to post for so long too. Right, that was exactly. a terrible deal, by the way. That was that was brutal. It was brutal, especially because of the fact that the it wasn't as good as people thought. Like it underperformed. It failed. Right. Not so only then, did it do that, like, and they had to take the bigger loss. Like it was just <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so all that being said, like essentially, if you own a movie theater, the arcades and the concessions are really where your your home base is. Yeah. So right. what do you care if the movie's like, you don't even have to take an aggressive stance. Maybe internally you cut down the number of screens you give them and you don't even say anything. Right, yeah. Making making a statement only makes things worse because it, it lets the public know and it like it's just a bad look. Like this is this is something an aggressive email should be about. Well, it should only be an internal one, right? Because like the idea that you're going to corner a movie studio into changing their policy. Yeah. All their money is on other stuff. Like, it's completely irrelevant. And if people can make the, if they can make their money without people even leaving their house, then like, why even try? Well, and I mean, like, well, and you're cutting out a number of business partners too, right? Like, because you were already going to have to have streaming deals in place with the movie anyway, right? And you're just like, well, if we just have only those, and I have to worry about all this other stuff, yeah, and then you just kind of skip the whole thing. Right, and I don't. I don't necessarily think it's the mo- It's the best move. I do think it's the right move for certain like properties, though. Like something like a Trolls Two, where it's like specifically aimed at kids, a sequel to a movie not a ton of people saw in the first place. Yeah, and if you're a parent, you don't want to go to the movies to see this. But oh, the idea of staying at home and you can sit there in your shorts. Right, yeah, and it's only a few dollars, and it's just for the day. Like keeps the kids entertained for one whole day. Thank God. Like, yeah, no, totally, totally. Like, like it's complete. Like I think it'll definitely be like a market, but I, I definitely don't see them like 
totally moving away considering that like the movie quote unquote like movie going experience is like integral to some films like if i just saw interstellar like in a like at home i wouldn't have i wouldn't think that movie was nearly as cool as it was when i saw it in theaters oh for sure the batman movies i saw uh the dark knight in an imax for the first the first time i saw it because all four big action scenes were shot in imax camera and a friend of mine was like oh i'm already getting tickets come with me um and so that was that was amazing that was the best way to watch that possible like yeah the idea that some of these things i mean i think you're right i think the trolls was like a perfect franchise to test this idea out on some of these movies still need a theater though like jumanji is supposed to come out uh jumanji is not going to be viewed at home yeah like i I think i think it, it like i think that like i think the reason trolls too like I have, I have an, I have an idea that they had a really small spreadsheet, and you're like, if Trolls Two makes forty dollars, we made it. <laughs> well, considering everything else started in theaters and then like trickled over to the on demand, they probably were just really, they were probably staring at a massive loss sheet, and they honestly were like, we just need something to to stick. Like, oh yeah, for sure. And then and someone was like, we could release Trolls Two, and they're like. They're like, I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Like, we already had this projected as a loss anyways. Right, exactly. And then it just, like, and then it outperforms beyond belief, and it was, and then they were probably like, hold on a second. Right, yeah. I'm sure by the time the, like, week two numbers came in, I'm sure internally at Universal, they were like, all right, well, this is a business model we can continue to investigate. And really, maybe that's all Universal should have said. It's like, hey, you know, things went so well that we're going to reevaluate it. But I mean, right. I don't know that I don't know that it's worth poking the bear over, you know. Yeah, it seems brash. It was almost like a, this made way more than we thought, so we're just like we might be out of this. It's like, hold on there, Buckaroo. Yeah, well, and also for you know, just for the idea that AMC Studios was going to pick a fight with one of their there's only there's only like what five studios like yeah there's not a ton. You gonna move? You gonna you gonna you gonna take your business somewhere else? Like you got nowhere else to go, right? Man. And there's AMC such a big franchise. It's like, well, like, you're telling me like a third of the theaters in the city are just gonna not have this, and I'm gonna have to go to like some rando, like, well, and that's a movie theater, too, right? fifty minutes away just to watch a movie. Like the theaters aren't. There are other brands just as close to me as AMC, at least here in these major cities that we live in. Like, I'm probably equal distance from an AMC as I am from anything else. So the idea that, like, I won't be able to watch these movies, it's not going to take money out of Universal's pocket. It's only going to take seats out of AMC's chart. Right. You know, like, oh, I really want to see Jumanji. Okay, well, I guess I'll go left instead of right when I get on the freeway. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So, I mean, I don't... I, to me, it AMC doesn't have enough control over the market to make these kind of aggressive statements. Yeah, nowhere close. Um, all right, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Located right there on fourteen eighty eight in Conroe. Right now, they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going they're building a website they, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together 
even maybe some some internet based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys, and they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash, uh, I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, thanks, and be safe, guys. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health prices straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio, and you can see where all of the magic is happening. Um, we're going to be doing most more post cosplayers of the day and things like that. We also have our, um, uh, details for the contest are going to be up on social media posts at all times. And we mailed out the prizes for last week's contest, uh, just this morning. So those guys will be getting their chases this week. Uh, it's exciting stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if you're local, of course, you can still be winning pizza. Um, we'll, we'll do a pizza drawing next friday so you've got two weeks to win yourself a pizza here um but yeah some good pizza it is it's it's right here from marini's it is excellent there's two locations one here in conroe up in walden and one in on robinson road inside of space cadets uh marini's pizza is fantastic it's gourmet style pizza and the contest is send a screenshot of you liking sharing or subscribing to nerd thug radio tell us tell us you're entering for the pizza specifically and we'll get you in, and we'll get you set up, and you have an opportunity to win a free large specialty pizza or a large with up to three toppings. These things are bangers, man. I also realized today their sizes are bigger. I didn't think about it, but I um, they're closed on Sundays. So yesterday I got a, a different brand of pizza, um, and it was uh, it was excellent, but the extra large is 16 inches. Well, 16 inches is a Marini's large. Ooh, 20 inches is a Marini's extra large. Dang, that's a pretty big pizza. Yeah, so I didn't realize that, but but uh, but good luck. You know what I'm saying? Good luck. Um, okay, all that being said, Nico, go ahead and take it away. Tell our friends about The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More uh, is open to their regular hours now. So if you wanted to pop in, you know, at your regular times that you used to do it, 
you can now uh, with their new, well, not really new if it's the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a return to a return of their original schedule. Uh, they are running events. They do have uh, Ikoria drafts for only $12 the entire month of June. So uh, it's a really cool set if you want to come down and do it. They're also doing the uh, the Magic um, promo. So if you spend, I think it's $25 or $20 uh, in Magic products, you get a free Reliqui Tower promo, which is really nice. It's foil. So another little free incentive to come shop at your uh, shop at uh, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Fantastic staff, wonderful location. Uh, uh, they do have gaming space available as they were doing events before. Uh, and they still have, you know, online options if you're not totally comfortable going out or if you're not feeling well. Absolutely. They still have they, delivery. They can still get you a curbside if you want. Just reach out to them. Uh, I got my pool box with them. They hold on to my comic books for me. I pick those up every every two weeks. I for sure go in and play my Dungeons & Dragons. And we're about to kickstart the Heroclix program back up with them. Um, so there's a lot going on, a lot of fun stuff happening. Uh, the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more right there on 1488. Um, that's really where you need to be getting your nerd on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. So there's been, there's been a lot of fun stuff going on. Um, obviously we are giving away a PlayStation, an Xbox or Nintendo switch, um, winner's choice up to $300, including shipping. Uh, we'll probably do it through Amazon prime. We've got prime accounts, so shipping will be free. Um, but we're sending that out through Amazon prime. You'll pick. The winner will one of pick the three. one of the three. Um, and, of course, to win that also, you're going to like, share, or subscribe. Send a screenshot of you doing that to nerdthugradio at gmail.com. Uh, we've already got entries coming in. People are excited. People are taking advantage of this. People want to win themselves some entertainment machines. Um, yeah, so we did just mail out the chases. I'm trying to. I had something I wanted to talk about here. I'm trying to remember what it was. I had something all planned out for this, and now I don't know. <laughs> um, that's all right. We'll talk about this for right now. So the Undertaker, uh, they basically WWE did their ripoff of the Last Dance, mm-hmm. and they did the Last Ride with the Undertaker, of course, where they talked about his whole career over a span of like four or five um, episodes, and it follows his. Return to the ring for the Boneyard match against AJ Styles. Um, and then it, it goes from there to, at the end of it, like the whole thing has been basically like a farewell video. Well, at the very end, he, he basically says, yeah, I can't roll out coming back if Vince McMahon ever gives me a call and needs me. Well, the ratings for wrestling have been just so rough this year that like, uh, yeah, <laughs> Of course you're going to come back then. Um, right. This is this is like a given. Like, wrestling is dying. <laughs> yeah, wrestling is struggling big time. So to me, it's no surprise whatsoever um, that more than likely we will see The Undertaker one more time. <laughs> I, I just... Just I, like last time and the time before that. Yeah, I do think there's only so many times you can go back to this well, but I, I, I do think Vince McMahon is going to be the guy who goes one too many times. I mean, that's like his whole bit, right? It is a big part of it. He Vince McMahon does not know when to quit. And if it works the first time, it should work the 30th. Eventually, it doesn't. However, like... He doesn't know that. Yeah. He's going to keep trying. Um, <laughs> like, 
it's only cool if it like actually ends. Like that's the whole point of like a farewell to. Well, and he already did the like the streak was great, but the streak is over. So the streak was a was a big part of it. So like it would have been interesting if he still had the streak going. You'd be like, how many more years can he really do this? And you could have even maybe played that up a little bit. Like you could have had a year where where Undertaker seemed human and seemed fragile and seemed like he may not survive another WrestleMania. You could build up the drama that way. You know what I mean? But they kind yeah. of they kind of blew that card when they had him lose to Brock Lesnar a few years back. So to me, I, I think it's sort of a lost opportunity there to do that, to tell a story of some kind. Um, so, but you're definitely going to see him come back because it's 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 the Undertaker, it's the WWE, it's Vince McMahon. There's almost no other option, you know. They don't have any other plays. Well, you just you just can't get a, you, they just can't get away from him. Like he's just been such an icon for them for so long. All right. Um, I guess with the last few minutes we've got going on here, we should uh, we should tell the story of this weekend. What we did, but we didn't do a whole lot. Well, we oh, well, I think we did something. I know what you're talking. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, our boy Zach Attack got married, and so we celebrated, and we were part of that ceremony. Uh, Nico yeah. was a witness, and I was the um, minister of record for that. That's cool. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, did you enjoy yourself? Oh, I had a blast. Then we did the brunch afterwards. It was you, a wonderful time. Did you, did you, you had some champagne, right? Did you have any? What'd you have? Yeah. You had like a glass or two uh, or what'd you do? Yeah, I had like a glass or two. I don't remember exactly. And I had a lot of juice. Juice. Um, yeah, man, it was a good time. We had a, we had a blast. It was an honor to do that. Um. I feel like I personally nailed it as the minister of record uh, officiating the wedding. Pretty it's much pretty an good. This is, you've how, how many how many weddings have you officiated? Two. This right? is now my second. Okay, because Victoria was like, "This got to be like his like ninth one." I was like, "I don't like I don't think so." <laughs> no, it really wasn't. And and there have been actually people who've reached out to me to do them, um, but then like I think they find better options. I don't know. Like the follow through on those, I'm always like, "Yeah, I'll do it for you know." Um, somebody was like, "Yeah, they're just trying to do a wedding really cheap," and I was like, "Yeah, no problem. I'll do it for like fifty bucks, which I assume is like a, a cheap price for a minister to come do a wedding." Um, and then like I never hear back from anybody, so I'm like, "All right, well, you know, they either found a cheaper option or they're just not worried about it. No big deal." Uh, but yeah, right. it, was, it was fun. It was interesting. Um, I'll tell this little funny story in the build up to it. So I don't have any. Uh. Post-accident, I basically went through a phase where I kind of cleaned out my closet. Got rid of a lot of clothes I didn't wear anymore. I was I hadn't been in an office at that point in a couple of years, and I wasn't going back to an office. It was kind of just, you know what I'm saying? So cleaned out a lot of stuff. Uh, so I, at this point in my life, I didn't really have any dress shirts that pair with ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, suits even. I don't even own a suit. Uh, I know you did because you guys went. Y'all were going to go to that wedding in Panama, and so everybody bought suits. Um, but I did not. I don't have a suit, so I was like, "Man, I really, you know, I'm probably going to do a nice shirt and a tie." So I really need to go get one. And I've been saying for a while I need one anyway. So the timing was perfect. Um, so I go. I'm a big dude. So I go into the DXL, and uh, and honestly, this quarantine has not helped any of that. I've put on weight during the quarantine. Um, I got to get back on my, 
I gotta get back on my routines and my regulations and all that and get back to I, I, I did do that last week and I dropped three pounds. Although I don't know how the, the wedding and all the feasting I've done this weekend has helped that. We'll have to we'll have to take a look and see. Um but so I'm at I go to DXL and when I walk in, there's a whole section of tie shirts, like shirts, nice business shirts that, that you wear with ties, really nice ties, all forty percent off. Nice. Yeah, and you're not going to see much more. Like, clothing has like a 60%, 70% markup, but when they're at 40%, that's pretty much as low as something's going to get, like, without being just flat out clearance. Mm-hmm. So, went ahead and I was like, I was looking at the shirts and I, and I haven't been measured in forever. So, I was like, I got to get remeasured on all this stuff. So, I told the guys, like, look, I need to buy one of these shirts, but I don't know what size I am anymore. And he was like, all right, okay. So, he measures me off. By the way, 19 inch neck because I'm a monster. Um, <laughs> thirty-five inch arms because I'm a, a dwarf. Um, because <laughs> you have you have dwarf arms because I'm a T-Rex. So, uh, <laughs> so I buy the shirt. Get the I find two ties I really like. A nice red one with some stripes, and then a solid black one with like not paisleys, but like paisley design into the thread. But it's not like paisley colors. Um, so they look really nice, and so. I know I'm going to be spending money, but I, I didn't necessarily glance at the price tag on anything because I just didn't. I was like, 40% off. It's going to be good. Like, I'm, I'm fine. It's not a big deal. Um, so the guy rings me up and he goes, okay, before I apply the discount, you're spending over $125. So you qualify for a free Father's Day shirt or a free shirt in honor of Father's Day. And I was like, okay, but I won't be spending $125 after the discount, right? He's like, oh, I don't know. I haven't applied it yet. And I was like, okay. He's like, go ahead and grab a shirt because I got to ring it up and then free it out. And I was like, oh, okay. So I go over and I find another from like that rack, similar situation, another white business shirt, like for ties and all that. So I grab it. He scans it. It's like a $35 shirt. He frees it up. And then in my head, I'm like, they're giving me a $35 shirt. I think I just spent some money here. <laughs> I think I may have done this. <laughs> so then like he's, he's typing in his numbers and pop, 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 you know, jigga, jigga, ja. And then next thing I know, the total comes up on the machine and it's 148 bucks. Ugh. And I was like, Oh, I was like, well, you know what? These are, they're really good ties. And, uh, the shirt's really nice. I said, um, all right, whatever. Forget it. That's fine. Boop, boop. So I do it. Spend the 150 on a shirt and two ties. I guess technically two shirts and two ties. Um, so when I get home, I'm, I'm unloading the bag, and that's when I look at the price tags and everything. The shirt was $110 before the 40%. Ooh. Who's this person who's going around spending $110 on shirts? Ah, uh, not me. Well, actually, not I don't know how much I spent on my shirt. Yeah. Not me. Not I have zero interest in that. I saw, and the ties were about $45 each. Now, I know ties can get expensive. I know that's not even very expensive for ties. Um, But just the idea that, like, the $110 shirt, like, what? How did we do that? I don't know. That must be a high thread count, my guy. I mean, it is a nice shirt. I'm probably going to have to take it to get, like, dry cleaned. Oh, yeah. I mean, I imagine I don't wash and, and, and dry that one. But yeah, I yeah. was like, when I got when I got home and I was looking at everything, I was like, man, $110, that's, 
Can you imagine like you just that's like your whole wardrobe is one hundred ten dollars shirts and one hundred fifty dollars like this and the three hundred dollars shoes and all that like that's a pretty fancy life. Oh yeah, no for like for like two seconds I always think about people who like dress and like super like name brand excessive clothes and it's like, man like this is an unreasonable amount like I remember at the uh, I was I was at the Lone Star one time and I walked past this guy. Who had like, you know, what's that one brand? It's like Vineyard Vines, the one with the little whale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was wearing like a like yellow you. polo from them. No, it was a blue polo from them. Like these super fancy khaki shorts, like leather shoes, and had like a cardigan draped around his neck. <laughs> and I was, and he had like a leather like briefcase. Like he didn't even have like a bag. <laughs> and I was like. Dude, your your outfit costs more than my classes, guy. <laughs> you have spent more than I spent all tuition, all semester on that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, ball out, man. I guess that's what he's got to do. But that it's just a... funny. Like, it's 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 just funny where people put their priorities and like the money they spend, and like you can do that. Like, I'm not gonna bother you about it. Like, I didn't say anything. Yeah, I mean, listen. If that's how you want to live your life. Feel free, but it blows my mind that that's the economic choices some people are making. Like, it it really. And listen, yeah, it might be a, a percentage thing, like a level of comfort. Like, when people build a little pie chart, you spend ten percent every month on wardrobe, and they're right inside of that. Like, they're not even blinking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not breaking any mm-hmm. finance personal finance rules um right. you know budgeting rules uh but that's a lot of money to spend on clothes yeah considering i've bought literally one shirt in the, or two shirts in the past like two years of my life and have been riding on gifts that people have given me for my entire life like, <laughs> yeah that starts to change as you get older the gifts start to become more and more socks and underwear and less and less funny shirts to wear uh yeah but like I have I have enough funny shirts to last me forever. Yeah, you'd think so. They wear out though. That's the problem, man. You've seen my Optimus Prime shirt these days. Yeah, but that's like you only wore that shirt for like years, right? <laughs> I got my usage out of it for sure. For sure. Right. For and sure. now it's just a black shirt. <laughs> now it's just a black shirt with very faintly at the very top you can see like some residue of a print and every once in a while someone goes, Did that used to have something on it? In which you reply, no. Oh, no, I tell them yes. And then I proudly tell them the story of Optimus Prime. About half a dude, they're like, this, cool is a, this is about a Transformer? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And they're like, oh, this story's pretty long. <laughs> so we go back to 1985. <laughs> yeah, so the year is 1985. And a certain semi-truck uh, semi turned robot in disguise. And they're like, oh, my God, I have to leave. Um, anyway, that was my last date. That's how that went. Uh <laughs> I guess we're up against it here. So on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, this wraps up another edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Um, Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Stay safe, stay clean, stay kind to each other, be good to each other. Uh, Wash your hands, wash your face, wash your butt. Uh, Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Uh, Fight the man as always, Black Lives Matter. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. I'm going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now, they're not open, 
but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together, even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're, they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys. And they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash, uh, I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, thanks, and be safe, guys. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community. So takeouts uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas a and Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.